welcome to the Morning Jots podcast. I am your host, Nikki Janky. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast to listen to, where we talk about it all, where nothing is ever too much, too taboo, or too weird, where we talk about spirituality, awakening, channeling, energy healing, psychedelics, and so much more. I started this podcast for those of us who have moved through this life feeling so different, so out there, so on the outside the lone wolves, the black sheeps, in hopes that this podcast becomes somewhere where you feel safe, witnessed, loved, and cared for, for exactly who you are on the deepest and truest level. In today's solo episode, we're going to be talking all about Reiki, which is a Japanese form of energy healing and a type of alternative medicine. For those of you who don't know or are new here, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I was recently attuned to Reiki 1 and 2, and I'm in the midst of my 21-day attunement detox. So once you get attuned, you basically go through these 21 days of just, yeah, detoxing of each of your chakras kind of opening up and clearing out, getting your little upgrades, and I really, really feel it. It feels different for everybody, but for me, it's been a very physical experience, um, a very metaphysical experience too. I have a lot to say about it, but to be honest, I'm feeling more powerful than I ever have in my life, like ever. More aligned than I ever have, and you know what? Let's just jump in because I'm not really good at the introduction stuff. (laughs) So, you know, what even is Reiki? So Reiki practitioners use a technique called palm healing or hands-on healing through which universal energy is said to be transferred through the palms of the practitioner to the client in order to encourage emotional and physical healing. And the cool thing about Reiki is that it doesn't have to be just done like in person. I prefer it because I like to connect with people in a really intimate way, like very personal, but it can happen through remote sessions because the practitioner can still tap into the client's energy field and transfer the energy through time and space to promote healing. So I really want to just jump in because you guys, you guys know, I've spent the last two years healing from chronic illness. And it wasn't even until recently that I realized I was doing it from all the wrong places. When I first found out that I had breast implant illness that had plagued my entire body, because that's the thing about breast implant illness, it affects every single organ system in your body. So it really shut down my digestive system, my system, my nervous system, like all that stuff. And at first, my thought was to attack this invader inside my body because that's what we have been taught to believe, you know? So I wanted to attack, you know, these toxins, heavy metals, parasites, candida, whatever it was. And I hated it. Like I hated it all. I hated the bloating, the weight gain, the inflammation, the swollen lymph nodes. Like I hated it all. But in doing so, I was also hating me. And I really didn't realize this. But you guys, disease is not separate from the body it's our body out of balance so rather than seeing it as an invader to be attacked and conquered disease can be understood as an important messenger carrying the word that homeostasis needs to be restored the disease is quite literally from our internal dis-ease 
It's the self-deprecating thoughts. It's the limiting beliefs. It's the holding back of our potential. It's staying in toxic relationships. It's not making time for self-care. It's all of these things and more. All of these things that drain your energy. You know, it's like when Deepak Chopra said, our cells are constantly eavesdropping on our thoughts and being changed by them. And this, there's so many people out there who are making this connection between our mind and our body and our cells and all of that. And, you know, Deepak Chopra is just one of them. But there's also Bruce Lipton. There's so many people bringing this to light because it matters. You know, when we're stuck in negative thought loops, self-loathing and the like, our body literally responds. And sometimes it'll manifest as physical illness and disease. And sometimes it's the mental things. It's the anxiety. It's the depression. And we have just been taught to believe that our mind and our body and spirit is separate, not one. We have been conditioned to believe that we are a body with a soul instead of a soul with a body. And there's a huge difference. A difference for me that used to go in one ear and out the other. Like I thought I knew this, you guys. I thought I understood this, but I didn't. I didn't truly understand I was working, or I didn't understand until I was working with one of my energy healers, and she told me, why do you see it as separate? Why do you see your trauma as something separate from the toxins or your bloating? And you guys, it made me like stop in my tracks, because I thought I knew this, but I was still separating it. I still thought I had to throw more supplements and more detoxes and more whatever at these things without facing what was really going on inside emotionally and so that's the thing illness begins in the spirit and the physical manifestations usually show up a long time after the imbalance or the block in our energy and so there's an objective truth that we have forgotten and that it's our body can heal itself if given the chance it's that you are the medicine you need. And we have been taught to give away our power to someone else, be it doctors, surgeons, whoever, to diagnose us, to have the answers on how to heal. And of course, there is a time and a place for that. I am not at all saying that you shouldn't be going to doctors or surgeons if you really need to, but I'm saying it's just our first thought. Like we never check in with our bodies, our minds, or even our intuition. And in doing so, we no longer believe in our own power, like our own ability to heal ourselves. I say this all the time, but we mimic nature. A lot of our answers can be found there. Like we're animals in some way. And animals have a capital K knowing. Like they know if they eat poison, they can go eat this herb or plant that'll make them purge. Like it's intuitive and they don't even question it. They don't give their power away or go against their inner knowing. And yeah, we do. But our body... And our inner knowing like has that same exact ability. And I'm sure you're like, okay, but like, how does this have to do with Reiki? Like, how does going to a, a practitioner mean I'm not giving my power away to someone else to heal? Because that's just it, you guys. Reiki's very nature acknowledges that the one receiving Reiki holds the power to heal. That there is an inherent intelligence within your body that knows what is needed and directs that life force energy to the highest priority. 
So this can look like the mobilization of red blood cells to correct anemia, the knitting of a bone to heal a fracture, the energy to complete a project, the clarity to resolve a conflict, or even like the inspiration to contact a friend long out of touch. Like the universal energy acts upon you in a way that is the most consonant with your highest healing good at that given moment in time. And so sometimes what is the highest priority is not always what you want or expect, but it is what you need in that moment of time, right? Like the universe doesn't make mistakes. But after saying all this and after hearing all this, can't you see? Can't you see that you, yes, you, you are the medicine you need. The Reiki practitioner is only the loving conduit for the universal energy field to enter the human energy field where the energy is then transmuted into a form that is usable at a cellular level. This energy recharges, realigns, and rebalances our subtle bodies, so it brings harmony and wholeness to all of the recipient's systems. And so I feel like that's always like a lot to take in, and one of the easiest ways to understand this is like to compare the process of the cells to barnacles living on the rocks like along a sea coast opening when the waves come in to receive their nourishment and to relinquish their waste and this is important you guys because during a reiki session the client cells open to pull in the universal life energy and as the cells open they release the energy that is old that is outmoded that is irrelevant all that they've held on to that is working against that person's highest good So this process of opening and releasing mirrors the flow of the universe, right? There's a continual taking in and letting go. We see this all the time. We see this in, you know, the moon phases. We see this every new moon and full moon, how sometimes we're planting seeds and we're taking in and manifesting and then full moons when we're just shedding and letting go. And so the ultimate goal being balancing and harmonizing the entire system, because when the body is in balance, that's when it can heal itself. And so I always have a hard time talking about this stuff because everybody has opinions and I love it. I love everybody's opinions and I love my opinion. Um, But I just, I truly believe that I think we as a collective have turned our back on healing, like true healing, honoring our power. And it's not our fault. It's how we've been conditioned. You know, more and more of us by the day are going to our normal doctors and then being heavily disappointed. But make no mistake, I, I'm not. I'm absolutely not hating on Western medicine. I'm simply making an observation that it has this habit of letting people down, and I'm one of them. You know, the first time I went to the doctor when I was having weird pains in my arm that happened to be the breast implant illness, but like nobody couldn't connect that, you know, those dots. And Then I was having stomach issues and they told me I needed to take Miralax for the rest of my life. And I'm like, what the hell kind of answer is that? To take Miralax for the rest of my life? Absolutely not. And, you know, that's just my story. There's, I'm sure so many of you can relate to me. And that's not even, that's only one of my stories, you know, of going to the doctor and just being looked at like another number to complete or just somebody to be checked off and not... I don't know. It's just really frustrating. And so from all of my experience, like a vital and actually as working as a nurse too in the Western world, like a vital piece that has been missing in our current medical model is relationship. 
right? Relationship is like the medium through which all communication flows, including the feelings and concerns, the hopes and the fears of the patient. And like how often, if ever, does your doctor stop and like ask you how you're feeling? What are you going through? And how does that feel in your body? You know, I don't know if a single one of my doctors ever asked me that. And like relationship in and of itself is an important therapeutic tool and one that gets little acknowledgement, which is crazy to me because relationships are healing. We are humans. You know, we're not meant to be isolated and alone. We're meant to, you know, exist in a community and be seen and heard and whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't exist really in our current medical model. And, you know, modern medicine is amazing. I am not discrediting that at all. But like traditionally, they only want to throw like the technologies, the surgical procedures or the pharmaceutical like quote unquote solutions to health problems without like looking at lifestyle related causes. They're not, and I'm not going to say all because it's, it's never all. There's always outliers and there's always people doing better, but like how do you feel? Like, are they asking how you feel? That makes a huge difference. And I do do think it is being recognized, you know, that the way we think and feel, whether we feel cared for and nurtured and have like a sense of meaning, I think they're realizing that it does influence the course of disease. But I, I, I still think there's progress to be made in realizing the importance of these life affirming relationships. You know, people do so much better and feel so much better when a doctor can look at them and really like sit there and witness what they're going through asking questions making the person feel seen and heard like that goes a long way and i actually think a lot of hospitals too are really integrating reiki into their practice which is also amazing because it matters like it really matters touch is so healing and I also want to start the conversation that so often like these alternative or holistic practices are only used when people are are, like at the end of the road, you know, when they go to all the doctors and the specialists and they try all the medicines or what have you. And then, you know, they realize like none of that's really helping. And so they're like, I guess I have nothing else to lose. Let me try this. But like my response to that is why wait? Why wait to work with your energy? The most vital part of you till the end when it was actually your beginning. The beginning of why you got sick in the first place. And you guys, I'm not like pointing fingers. Like this is me too. I waited. I just wanted somebody to give me a pill to magically heal me. You know, and that's that's not how healing works. And I, you know, sometimes I wish it was. Sometimes I wish it was. Like just give me a pill and then I'm going to be better. But like that's the thing. That's just the thing too, you know. We take something to help this one symptom that symptom goes away but then another one pops up so you take something for that symptom disappears and then another one pops up like you know you can't there's no way to go around the work you need to do internally like this energy that's out of balance or whatever like you have to eventually look at it so why wait You know, and I think it's because the messages from our bodies are easily overlooked because we've been taught to ignore our body's whispers. And that is exactly why we hear them scream. You know, our minds are always so busy analyzing and trying to understand. And I think this is also why some people are like skeptical about Reiki or energy healing because we can't just like easily explain it, you know? 
since the way of knowing that is supported by our culture just rests so heavily on like data and numbers and whatever like sensations that can't be quantified or I feel like are just like not considered valuable information it's like that information can't be used to determine whether or not this Reiki is like useful or not which I feel like is crazy because how do we not value sensation how do we not value sensation as a primary mode of perception because experience is sensation like our bodily experiences like they can't be denied we know what we're feeling and we know how it feels in our body but you know I know you guys I know the people listening to this all of you listening to this I know you guys have open minds and hearts and even if you are still skeptical I just want to say we choose our own attitude in approaching any new experience and I know Reiki is new to so many people or they think they have some level of understanding but that's why I wanted to do this podcast so we can go deeper you know when we choose to be influenced by limiting beliefs like we cheat ourselves out of having an authentic experience in the moment right like if our mind decides that something is not worth considering we lose the chance to grow and expand And I say to anybody who wants to try Reiki or know more that the best way to do it is approaching it with a beginner's mind. And what even is a beginner's mind? You know, it's it's a willingness to stay open to all the possibilities of healing without needing all the answers of how it happened. And healing is always happening during a Reiki session, whether you feel it physically in that moment or not. And like I said before, it's taking place for the highest healing good and the highest priority of that moment. You know, so some people may feel it physically or it may just result in an attitude shift or a creative insight or a solution to a vexing problem or a whole host of other non-physical ways. But I have also read and, you know, read so many things of it also manifesting in very physical ways, like very much healing people. And the woman who attuned me completely healed her asthma and the doctors told her it was some of the worst asthma they've ever seen it's powerful stuff and you know we all know by now that we're energy but it seems like we forget that when we have like physical manifestations of disease and i did too i did but modern physics quantum physics they're discovering what the ancients knew and that is that our bodies are not solid entities but energy and you know If we really think about it, like this is pretty new to Westerners, but this has been around for a long, 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 long time in Eastern cultures, right? Like in ancient India, China, Japan, Egypt, like it was understood that the human body is made up of dynamic energy systems. And even though we can't see these energy systems that like compose and sustain the body and mind, they're they're still a vital part of us, even though we can't see it. And so the thing about these energy fields is that they interact not only within ourselves, but also between individuals and within the environment. And so the more we're able to sense and understand ourselves as fields of energy rather than solid particulate matter, the better we can understand, you know, the mind-body connection and how it affects our quality of life. And so when I say that, like, I'm, I'm really meaning, like, look at your relationships. Look at where you are within your environment. How does that feel in your body? Like, how to, look at each relationship with your, your best friend, your mom, your sister, whoever. Like, look at your relationship. How does that feel in your body? 
How is where you're living feeling your body? Where do you actually want to live? Like tap in, tune into your higher self. Ask yourself these questions because all of it makes a difference. Our energy is affected by everything. And I feel like another way to look at it too, that this has been around for a long time is like looking at these other ancient civilizations and what they found, like, you know, the Chakra Nadi system in India. And chakras are Sanskrit for wheels and it's they correspond with our nerve plexuses and it's like where we hold energy and how it flows through us and it's really important because that creates health. You know, when we have blocks in some of our chakras, like it really manifests physically, mentally, emotionally. And then we see in China how they found the acupuncture meridian system. Like those are, when they put our putting needles in your body like those are little doorways you know to helping energy flow again like our bodies and minds and everything is so connected and I think knowing these things are helpful because it makes you understand even more so that we are energy and that the flow of energy throughout our body is really important because when things get blocked you know that can be seen as you know illness or like lack of ease in the body and all conditions of imbalance are rooted in the human energy field you know it's the underlying energetic patterns those blockages that must be addressed and resolved in order to heal and you guys this exactly this is what is offered through reiki your cells take in the universal life energy they know They just know how much to bring in. And healing happens as the result of the relationship between your energy field and the universal energy field mediated through your cellular consciousness. Like, our bodies are incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you are the one doing all the healing in your body because your body knows what you need. The practitioner just brings the intention and commitment to the process and just acts as like a compassionate conduit. The practitioner does not do the healing for the client. You know, make no mistake though, Reiki is not a magic bullet. Nothing is. It just highlights the truth about healing. And that is the power and responsibility for healing lie within you. Within you, right? You are the medicine you need. Reiki just enhances and accelerates the normal healing processes of the body and the mind. But you ultimately are the one in charge. Like, you're doing the heavy lifting. And I also want to bring this up, too, because I think it's important. Um, You can connect with the universal life energy in a variety of ways, too. You know, without the assistance of Reiki or any other energy-based therapies. Like, you can do this through the food you eat. You know, when we nourish ourselves with high-quality, fresh foods that are lovingly prepared, we strengthen ourselves on all levels. And I think that's one of my favorite things about when I had my granola, the Remedium granola. Like, it was lovingly prepared. And the amount of people messaging me, texting me, being like, I can, like, feel the love. Like, my body feels good when I eat this. And it's because I put love into it. Even though I wasn't a Reiki practitioner at the time, I still made it with the intention of the purest love and we can really feel that when we eat our foods you know it's the same thing like when you bless your water and the chemical structures actually change inside the water like it's so healing you can also be energized by the elements you know by nature standing in the sun enjoying 
a swim in the ocean or climbing on rocks you know feeling one of my favorites is walking and just like feeling the wind just embrace you you know we're absorbing the vital life force that's always present and available to us and i think sometimes we forget that you know life is heavy especially the past few years everything's so heavy and we get so lost in things that honestly really don't even matter that we forget that like we can always step outside and be reinvigorated with like our vital life force energy. These things really do matter. Oh, and you know, meditation is another way too to connect to this universal life energy. And I feel like we know that our bodies are constantly searching for this wholeness and we have an opportunity to help them get there through these things. You know, it doesn't have to just be through Reiki. And I feel like all of this and telling you guys all of this was really important to me because I feel like people, you know, think of Reiki as just like lying on a table and somebody touching you. And I feel like it's just so much more than that. And the attunement has been insanely wonderful for me. It has made me meditate deeper. I feel like it's connecting me to the bigger picture of life and how I got to be where I am. And I think the craziest thing too is I can see now like all the breadcrumbs the freaking breadcrumbs that were along the way, like leading me to this exact place to doing Reiki. You know, for years, people have told me you should be a Reiki practitioner. And I was like, just not very confident in that, like not understanding that I could be a healer on that type of level. And it's like, I feel like I'm very passionate about looking at our birth charts and our human design charts, like all of our cosmic blueprint stuff, because it It has a lot of our answers too, you know, it's very validating. And when I look at my human design, it can also tell you what your strongest sense is. And mine is touch. (laughs) Literally meaning that I share my love and my gifts through using my hands. And that is exactly what Reiki is, a way to use my hands to heal. And it's so validating to me. Like I am this innate healer with this innate gift and... I, I can't wait to share it with you guys. And I think I, I'm so excited about it. And it's why I wanted to, you know, take the time to actually like record a podcast on Reiki because it's a beautiful practice, an insanely beautiful practice, an insanely healing practice that I feel like just doesn't get enough recognition. But I feel like that's going to change because I just... When I think about energy healing and all the ways that it's changed my life, I mean, I've told you guys this story before, but that first time I ever went to an energy healer and we focused all the light in the universe into my intestines, into my stomach, that area, and then forgiving past versions of myself and then going home that night and getting my period, like it is wild. It was just an energy block that I didn't realize was there. And I'm still uncovering the blocks that I have within me. And it's not easy. It's not always easy. But it's one of the best things you can ever do for yourself is to look and to actually try to sense and feel the energy within your body moving. And the best way to do that is simply by being still with no distractions, you know, not being on your phone, not having the TV on, but just laying in silence and really feeling all the blood moving through your body and just feeling your cells and feeling them vibrate. That's like you who you really are on like a soul level. It's like so cute and so beautiful and it makes me want to cry. (laughs) But, you know, I don't think that we're taught these things. And maybe we're just not taught them because it doesn't fit in the business model of our medical world, you know? 
They're not going to give us cures for diseases because then there's no money to be made when people are cured, you know? it's, And I know that's a very touchy subject for a lot of people, but I just, I feel like when you objectively look at it, like, that's just what you see. And again, like, I'm not hating on Western medicine. I really think it's beautiful and it has its time and place, but I think energy healing is also just as beautiful and just as potent and important and expansive. That's the thing. It's expansive. You know, it's not just hitting our physical body. It's hitting our mental, spiritual, emotional bodies. And that's what really matters. Our mind is such a powerful tool. And I think the beauty of Reiki is that it also affects your mind. It brings you insights. It brings you solutions to problems that you've been trying forever to solve. Or for a lot of people, it even like breaks addictions. And these things are really important because as we can become observers of our mind and not so attached to the stories, like that's when we become the highest versions of ourselves. And this is something that's taken me a long, long time to realize and even longer to work on. But I'm telling you, taking the break and the space and the pause from social media has brought me a lot of clarity. And I know I keep talking about this social media hiatus like it's my fucking personality trait but like you guys it's like it's deep it's really deep especially you know and it's embarrassing to say that like I don't think I've taken this much time off Instagram since I freaking started it and that's not something I'm proud of you know but the thing about that is you know social media and how much we use our phones it's like almost so insidious in a way like I don't I feel like we don't even realize in the moment how much it's affecting us mentally until we take the space and the pause and the break from it so you just get so much more clear on who you are and what your voice is and what your thoughts are and what you want that's been a big thing for me you guys um I think I've really struggled with that I think through getting sick, the death and rebirth cycles, the being on social media, the wanting to be relevant, all these things, and just constantly scrolling, like, I got really lost in who I was and what I actually wanted. And when we do that, we often have these immature wantings. You know, we want things from the ego and not the heart, not the soul. And so I thought I wanted this whole future that I didn't really want, just what I thought I had to want because it's what what it seemed like everybody was going or striving after. And when I took a step back and looked at myself, tapped in, tuned into my higher self and really looked at what she was doing, what she was wearing, where she was living, what thoughts she had, how she handled problems. When I really looked deep at that, I was like, wow, I actually don't want these things that I thought I wanted. And you know what, it's eclipse season right now too, and I think, you know, with the new moon in Scorpio happening really soon, like on the 25th, I just feel like it's really illuminating to all of us right now that a lot of the things we thought we wanted aren't actually what we want. And I feel like the only way to really tap in and tune into this is if you take the space off of your phone to sit with yourself and really look at this. And I know that's scary. Like, I know that's really hard. I mean, I was on the phone with my sister yesterday and I was telling her I was taking like a bit of a social media break, you know, to just be, to just sit. And she's like, I could never, she's like, I could never just sit with my thoughts. That sounds terrible. And it just, 
brought me back to this place of, wow, like it, it is hard to sit with yourself, especially if you're not used to it. It can be very daunting, but it's so necessary. Like if you truly and deeply want to be in alignment with your highest self and your purpose, you do need to sit with yourself. You do need to ask what you want and explore your own unique gifts. You know, that's something that's been on my mind a lot too, is I kind of have been thinking about it. Stay with me here. Um, I know this probably sounds crazy, but like I've kind of been thinking about it like um, Sleeping Beauty. And you know, when the three good fairies are presenting her with gifts, we all have that. You know, we, we all have these insanely incredible gifts that we have and how we tune in and we tap into them and actually are able to use them in a really constructive way is getting silent and honing in on what they are and that's actually a lot like it's something I'm still doing but after becoming attuned to Reiki I really see how one of my gifts are my hands and my very intuitive nature and so I've been practicing healing oh my god what did I just say healing Reiki I think I try to say those at the same time (laughs) I've been practicing Reiki on people and I realize just how much my mind just stops and my intuition just kicks in and I know how long to put my hands on someone in a particular place and then move them and then one thing I've also been in at the retreat I think it really highlighted this for me too is when I really look at somebody and I look at them in the eyes and we're gazing in silence and I know that's really awkward for some people but when I really sit down and do that with somebody I get very very strong intense downloads like I need to tell them something like I need to tell them what is coming to my mind when I look at them in their eyes and these are things I'm still learning about myself and it's really cool and it's it's unique and it's my gift it's one of my gifts And I'm still exploring what my other gifts are. I think I have a gift of speaking. I have a gift of being a light worker and a healer. And, you know, there's there's so many things about ourselves that we don't really give ourselves a lot of credit, you know, because there's so much conditioning in our lives. You know, it's like if we think and talk about things that we like about ourselves, it's like, oh, she's so conceited. Oh, she's so full of herself. And it's like, no. No, I'm honoring myself. I'm not full of myself. It's not an ego-based thing. It's just a truth. It's just my gifts. And so when I'm talking about these things about me, like I'm talking about you too. Like, what are your gifts? And why have we been so conditioned to not share them? Like, why have we been so conditioned to stay small? I don't know. I truly don't know. But like, we as women are powerful deeply powerful and it's like it's like the whole world wants to like shut down our power I don't know I don't understand it but I feel like this episode this this podcast is really to just I really want to make you look at yourself in a whole new way you know without the the judgment and the fear and the anxiety you know if I can speak openly here about this for a minute like when I had my disorder and I had a really hard relationship with my body, like it was fucking hard for me. It was hard for me to look at my body. And even, um, not even just during the disorder, like when I got really chronically ill and I was like constantly bloated and all that stuff, like I, I could not look at my body. I couldn't do it. I was like afraid of my body. I didn't want to touch it. It made me uncomfortable. 
And I just, I realized that wasn't serving me. You know, I wasn't going to get anywhere in my healing process if I was so ashamed and like afraid of my body. And so I started, you know, doing some types of mirror work, like looking in the mirror for five minutes, 10 minutes, and just being like, I love you. And even if you're bloated and whatever, like, I still love you. And I can see that you're, you know, that all these things are happening, the bloating, the waking are just ways to protect me. And I love that. And I appreciate that. And I think it's so cute the way that our bodies, you know, react. But it's I, even though it can be so uncomfortable, like the bloating isn't comfortable. It's not. It can be painful. It's irritating. Clothes don't fit. But it, your body's doing it for a reason. You know, it's trying to adapt to whatever's going on. It's, And for me, like my, again, in human design, I'm a gut authority. So I process a lot of emotions there. That's where my intuition is. And so when I don't take a step back and look at my emotions and feel into them. Like I have the bloating and I have the water retention and the weight gain and the holding on to whatever there because I'm not processing my emotions. And I, these are things I'm really deeply looking into and learning right now. And a word that I have been really reflecting on for a while is wholeness. Like what is being whole and how does that feel in my body? Like truly. And I feel like it's something we can all kind of maybe reflect on is like what what does being whole and feeling whole like truly mean to me or feel like in my body because I'm not even sure I know the answer to that and I think it's something I'm really working on and I think that you know being attuned to Reiki and doing these things that are more on my path of actual alignment are helping me to get there like I'm so passionate about psychedelics which is why I created this you know, the shroom journal ebook that's coming out and doing these things and acting on them. And these are things I've wanted to do forever. And like, I just couldn't, but, you know, becoming attuned to Reiki, doing the mushroom ebook, starting this podcast, doing these things are really bringing me to a place of wholeness within myself. And I think I'm realizing that, but there's a whole other piece to it too, like the emotional wholeness and feeling good in my body and what foods make me feel good and what foods don't really make me feel good. Um, and really honoring that. So you guys, some of you may know too, because I shared it on my stories, I just did that Al Venice bone broth cleanse. And that was illuminating for me in ways that I had no idea it was going to be. I really realized how a lot of the times when I'm eating it, eating, I'm doing it out of habit. I eat it this time, I do this. And so a challenge for me, some of those nights were like, oh, I'm so used to having like a night snack and whatever. And I don't know that I always needed one. I think it was just a habit. You know, sometimes I would just eat when I'm not hungry. And I think it was also a way of like numbing. Um, And it was really interesting. And it was kind of like a portal for me those couple of days, which is also when I spent most of my time off social media. And just really, honestly, what I was doing during these days off has been sitting with myself like doing nothing, not being distracted by anything or journaling or meditating or doing self-reiki, you know, healing myself. Um, And it is, it's been wild. And I think the cleanse, you know, it really, it made me feel very different in my body. Like this is how I could feel. This is how alive I could feel. I, I remember the morning after the first day and I was walking outside and it felt like it felt like I took off dirty glasses and I could see everything so clearly. And, you know, the clouds looked more bright. The sky looked really beautiful. The birds sounded so 
incredible. Like everything was just so beautiful and alive. And I felt like my body was vibrating really high. And I just, I'm learning so much about myself right now. And that's why I invited a lot of you guys to take some time off with me. And it doesn't have to be a whole month. It doesn't have to be any set amount of time. Like it could be a week. It could be two weeks. It could be two days, three days, like whatever it is. But at least like giving yourself the opportunity and chance to sit with yourself, hear yourself, explore your wants and your needs and your desires, like your true ones, not the immature ones, not the ego-based ones. And maybe even try meditating and like observing your thoughts and not becoming so attached to them. That's something I'm really learning too. And honestly, I told Austin this the other day too. I said, I don't think I have ever surrendered to my emotions once before the retreat because the morning after the, uh, we did the big macrodose, I was a mess. So anxious, so disoriented, so out of body, so ungrounded. And I was really fighting, fighting, resisting the anxiety the whole morning. And eventually I was like, stop. Like, In my mind, I was like, stop doing this. Stop resisting. And the moment that I stopped resisting the anxiety and just let it happen, I just cried it out. Cried and cried. And after I cried, the anxiety was gone. I felt back in my body, wasn't disoriented, could talk to people. It was insane. And so that retreat, you know, I I could say so many things about it, but some of it I'm keeping for myself. You know, but this part is important for me to share because it really, and if you struggle with anxiety too, this helped me so much. But the person hosting it was like, it's just, it comes in waves, right? But it's not you. Like you are not anxiety. It's just what you're feeling. And it's harder when we attach ourselves to it, when we believe that we are the anxiety. We are not the anxiety. It is just a wave. So think of it as a wave that it will come, it'll flood your body. Let it do its thing. Let it sit there because it's going to go away again, you know, and it made me completely think differently about my emotions. And I feel like I don't even struggle with anxiety that much right now. You know, before the retreat, I had such a hard time going to sleep. My heart was racing. I was thinking about a billion things. And ever since being back from the retreat, I just fall right asleep. Like no more overthinking, no more heart racing, like all that stuff. And it's been a gift, like a true gift. And with even with the process of attunement like you really are on a different level vibrationally because your chakras are being like cleared out and I feel like I'm really grounded right now in my body and also realizing a lot of patterns that I had that I'm working on and through right now which is why I'm really loving the time away from social media because I need that opportunity to do that right now because as I said in one of my podcasts like a lot of transformation happens in the dark and this is my dark you know doing this behind the scenes and sitting with myself and witnessing myself because that's one of the most beautiful things we can do is witness ourselves to tell our bodies like I see you and I hear you and I am here for you is truly one of the most life-changing things we can do for ourselves, I believe. So that's been what I've been doing. And I so deeply want to be able to work with you guys with Reiki. Because like I said, I've been doing Reiki on myself and it has been crazy. And I think that's why I feel so much more coherent and conscious 
especially talking in this podcast right now, you know, I just feel like me and in alignment. And I think that's coming through all this self because I do it daily. I do Reiki healing treatments on myself daily for my stomach, for my lymph node. But I'm also realizing that maybe my highest priority things are just mindset shifts and attitudes. And that's been really, really, really amazing for me. And that's why I want to have this opportunity to work with you guys. So I'm going to link it in the show notes where you can sign up to do a Reiki healing session with me. If you're not sure, you can do a 15-minute free consultation and we could talk about it. And I also just have drop-in sessions. Like if you solely just want to talk, like you're not sure about Reiki yet, but you really just want to talk about what's on your heart. And I kind of like that too. Um, If we haven't done Reiki together yet because then I get to know you and your story and what you're working through and I think that's a really good place to start and then jumping into the Reiki with like an agenda like we know what we want to go after and all that good stuff but regardless you know your body knows what it needs in that moment so even if we talk about something that we want to tackle and it doesn't go away in the first session well that just wasn't the highest priority for you in the moment but it'll get there so I'm going to offer like a package of five healing sessions, which will be at a discounted rate because I feel like that's a really good amount to actually get to the route that you want to go to. But first we have to, you know, uncover the layers of what's the highest priority for you. And, you know, maybe you'll feel completely different and get the thing that you want tackled in three sessions, but five will go even deeper. And I've seen that in the literature time and time again when it comes to Reiki. So I'm genuinely really excited about these new offerings, about me and where I'm at right now, and really grateful for you guys. Like, fucking so grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for you listening to this podcast, for the direct messages, for sticking with me on social media, even though I'm not really there right now. I'm just so grateful because life has been so fucking wild the past couple years and I know you guys feel it too I know we all feel it it's a collective thing it's a collective heaviness a collective high and low and it's just for all of us been a really bumpy journey but I feel like I'm getting to a place where I can now help you help you through those bumps and I'm really excited to do this in multiple ways you know through the Reiki or the one-to-one talking sessions I'm going to be offering card reading soon very excited about that be it tarot or oracle cards or both Um, those will all be offerings Um, and I'm really just looking to expand you know this community myself you I'm just really grateful like from the bottom of my heart, so grateful for you guys being here. And if you feel inspired to rate and review or share, and I'd also love to know, like, not even just from this podcast, but the other ones, like, what are you getting out of it? What stuck with you? What really, I don't know, caught your attention in the episodes, whatever it was. Like, I'm so interested in knowing your guys' thoughts and opinions and so thankful for you guys sharing these. Like, if you share it on your stories, that means the world truly, like, you have no idea. But I would just genuinely be so grateful for a rate and review and I think um so I'm gonna choose like three people each um episode for if they screenshot their rate and review and then you'll have the opportunity to win a free Reiki session with me and a bag of Remedium granola which eventually is going to come back in full force but I had to put a pause on it because it just wasn't aligned at the time and I was going through a lot and yada 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 (laughs) but yeah so if you rate and review you'll have a chance to win 
um, a free Reiki session with me and also a bag of Remedium granola. And yeah, I feel like that's really exciting. And you guys, I have some good guests coming, like good guests coming that I feel like you're going to be really excited about. And yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not good. You guys, I'm not good at endings and beginnings. I'm good at the middle stuff. Endings and beginnings are a bit rocky for me, but again, truly so grateful for each and every one of you, for you guys also wanting to expand your minds and your consciousness and just explore the world of spirituality and psychedelics and Reiki and all of these things that mean a lot to me and have really impacted and changed my life. And I can't wait to actually come back to Instagram fully, um, but right now I'm really enjoying my time away. And yeah, why do I always say that? And yeah. Anyways, I love you guys so big. Please let me know your thoughts. And if you want to book with me again, all of these things are going to be in the show notes. All of these things are on Instagram. And that's that. A kind of short and sweet episode of the Morning Jots podcast. And I will see you next time. Bye.